Hey folks, how y'all doing today? It's Chris here with Sticky Scabana podcast, uh, vlog, you have it, you name it, whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, I told y'all throughout the uh, process of everything, we're going to uh, be interviewing musicians that we had out at the Cabana this year. And with me today, I have my guest, Ryan Shiner. How you doing? Hey. Uh, so Ryan, if you want to, tell everybody out there a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm a solo acoustic musician. Um, I play I play and sing, I guess you can call them rock songs, uh, pop punk, whatever. It, it's basically just all rock. Um, they, I get thrown into singer-songwriter because that's just how it is, how it goes. You're the only person playing. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> um, originally from the Chicagoland area. Um, went to Mizzou. I started in 2010, graduated in 2014. Uh, I've been kicking around Columbia and playing around here on and off since like 2010 uh, i've been more consistent since 2015 just playing whenever i can doing doing what i can and uh, i have an album out well an ep out whatever you want to call it on uh, spotify it's called at least i hope so and there's like seven songs on it there's gonna be more coming soon hopefully in the next like couple of years but <laughs> yeah um yeah that's the gist of it yeah makes sense so ryan we had you out at the cabana this year yeah a uh, couple times, actually. What, mm-hmm. three times, I think, that you performed out there? Well, The third played... time was the jam night yeah. that I showed up yeah. to. Yeah, that's right. Jam night. Uh, you mind letting us know, uh, you know, your experience out there? What what, what did you expect coming out? Um, I actually didn't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I know it was more of a DIY venue. Yeah. Um, I've played, I mean, I've played in pole barns before, storage units. Um, so I haven't played an, out, an outdoor DIY venue before. Um, that was new to me. Um, the stage and everything was new there was a goat at the time didn't expect that um yeah that was our mascot yeah. yeah um yeah it was a nice little stage i know uh like on fa- i don't know what i was expecting because i only saw a few photos on facebook and i hadn't even heard of the place i was yeah. like well i've been here for you know how long and i've never never heard yeah. of this place that's kind of weird yeah but um yeah. we kind of erupted yeah uh, into the music scene this year um you know and which i'm I'm proud of, you know, the fact that we, we did what we did this year. Uh, started from nothing, basically, and here we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think my first show I played with uh, Kevin Avery and mm-hmm. uh, Eric Cartwright. Eric yeah. goes by Zircona as, as a stage name. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty interesting, fun show. I know Kevin played, like, a couple weeks later yeah. for, like, a full two-hour set. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up playing with uh, Amy McGovern. I guess she goes by Amy Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because she's gotten me on a whole bunch of other shows for her singer-songwriter showcases at, like... Cooper's Landing, Catfish Katie's, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So, turn the favor. Absolutely. Might as well. Yeah. So, with your experience out there at the at the cabana, you tell us anything we can do to improve out there? Um, I can't always hear my hear myself, which sometimes it's a good thing. Because, <laughs> well, yeah. um, and then probably there was like the, the right side of the stage was a plank that needs a little bit more support, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. The trampoline stage. Yeah, yeah well, the, the, way, the way that I play, like, I always kind of want to bring, uh, I used to do the weird little, oh, I'm going to sit down, it's a singer-songwriter mm-hmm. thing, blah, 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 and I was realized, you know, I'm playing for, an, if I'm going to be playing for an hour, hour and a half, I need to want to treat it more like a rock show, so I bounce around up there, and you can see, I got a whole lot of weight to bounce around <laughs> as much as I want right now, but, um... Join the club. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so, you know, I've thrown some, like, you know, metalcore, crabcore moves. Yeah. The I try to just run around the stage a little bit as much as I can. So. Well, there you go. Well, to, to ease your mind on that, so one of our big things that we're doing this year is we're revamping the stage floor. That's good. Uh, we're actually pulling the flooring that's there now completely up, rebracing everything underneath and putting new wood down. That's good. So, yeah. That's going to save that trampoline effect, I can tell you there, because, you know, surprisingly or not, you know, after five and a half months that we did, we were open last year, 72 shows, well, as you can attest, you know, the floor did kind of, you know. With all the rain yeah. and the humidity. Yeah. And, yeah. We had a lot of rain this year. So yeah, we yeah. did. I had a few shows canceled around town because yep. of rain. I was supposed to play at Cooper's a lot, and yep. the wasn't that... They were flooded out because there was that one year yeah. when they were flooded out, you know, all the way up to past their door. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this year was just all the roads were just so bad out there. and It's pretty rough all around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, getting out to our place, to the cabana out there, uh, 
uh, you've got three ways to get there, and uh, most of the time, two of them are flooded. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so it can be rough. But yeah, we're going to revamp a bunch of things out there for sure. Yeah, that, that's not even uh, more of a, oh, th this this needs to be done. It's just more of a, I'm kind of yeah. that guy thing. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I really do. I, you know, I can tell I don't miss many. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so, with last year being 2021, Big C was around. 2020, the year before, was when everything came out. How did that affect the way that you did music? Um, well, I had... I didn't have a great approach to it. Let's put it mm. like that. Um, because I had the idea. I was like, oh, wait, what if I start streaming? No one's doing this yet. And then everybody started doing it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a break. I had a few shows canceled. 2020 was such a dumb year. Um, yeah. So it was even before, uh, even before the vid happened. Yeah. The, I, I had a show that was supposed to be at one of the, the other DIY venue in town. And that got canceled due to ice like three times. Oh. And so they kept rescheduling it. And then Big C happened. And yeah. so that one just got flat out canceled during the stay-at-home order from part that Parson issued. Uh, I had a show that was supposed to be at Eastside Tavern. That one got canceled. Um, yeah, Sal was having a hard time with all that. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, most of the businesses still are. Yeah. Because um, also people just aren't wanting to come out now because of uh, the big O. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the... Backstreet Boys reunion tour. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, last year, did you have any problems with it at all? Um, Once I got vaccinated, I mm -hmm. didn't care as much. <laughs> it, like, it, it was just more of one of those things, like, okay, oh, I feel safe. I feel like, you know, and everybody that I was... That would come to see me mm -hmm. was getting, you mm -hmm. know, getting the shot. So, yeah. the it made it a lot easier. Um you know, not everyone was, like, booking 100% yet, so obviously, yeah. like, I played at your place a few mm -hmm. times, I played the Ramblers Club, I played uh, Dive Bar a couple of times, yeah. and, you know. No problem, you just kind of stayed somewhat busy, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I only been, was only doing this basically singer-songwriter showcases, and then um, just a couple of longer sets here and there, but it just kind of made it a lot easier, because I was looking more for shows that, I just kind of play for shows where I think people are going to show up, yeah. or if I can get people to show up. Versus, you know, I know there's a lot of people like, oh, I want to play a three-hour set because I want to make a hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna make an audience from this, you know, the no. listening your stuff online afterwards, and what's the point of it? Absolutely, yeah. It takes a, it takes a long time, as 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 you know, you know right. very well. How long have you been playing? Um, I started playing guitar in 2008. Okay. Um, my first band started in 2010, and that was when I first started playing out more. And then uh, I've basically been doing the solo thing since. 2010 on and off i'd played with my band my old band like another random gig in 2011 or so and yeah yeah it's just kind of hard you know co college you know then you're moving around and you are know, you self-taught uh sort kind of sort of i had a couple of broken lessons taught like a couple of basics from my uncle and then i just kind of rolled with it after yeah. that yeah well, there you go i i learned one chord oh um g oh uh, and i couldn't even probably tell you where it's at anymore i i <laughs> Uh, you know, I have a guitar. Uh, I don't use it. I don't really know much about it. But, you know, why not? You know, just let everybody else play. As a matter of fact, I think you played on it a little bit at the cabana. Oh, was that that one? Yeah. Was that the one yep. I brought the string on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're like, you know, th these were tuned down for a reason. I didn't know that reason was because of the strings. Yeah. What strings? I got strings. It's okay. No big deal. You know, no big deal on that. Like, that's probably the, uh, that's the only set of strings that's been on it. Wow. And I got that for Christmas uh, two years ago. Hmm. So that shows you how much it's not played. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, I had a... I've actually just switched strings on my guitar to a different brand mm -hmm. now for my acoustic. I mm -hmm. switched to Ernie Ball, and I didn't expect to switch. So I bought, in 2010, 2011, Martin had this specific kind of strings, these, like, marquee strings, and I really like them a lot. And so I bought 30 pairs of it or something <laughs> like that, and... Then I didn't run out until recently, and so I started playing with Martins again, and now they're making, like, some thinner strings, because I actually do like playing with, like, nines and tens. Sure. I found eights once, and they lasted a week. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that, that was that was wild. And then I've had a, a couple of my gigs, I had, like, two or three, I had, like, two in a row where it broke on me. One was at, actually, my last song at the Cabana, that minute. one gig, and I was like, yeah. well, maybe I need to look out look elsewhere even though i do have the thicker ones i could probably go back to those 
I was just a little bit teed off, so yeah. I went with uh, change to Ernie Ball, Rock and Blues, and we'll see if that holds up. That was your early dismissal from that show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only had like two songs yeah, left, well, so. At least it wasn't at the beginning. Right. You know, I've seen that, we've seen that happen before on people, and they're, it you know, goes down, they're like, all right, give me ten minutes, you know, and we'll get it back on. Yeah. But I've watched guys change them quick. I don't know, I mean, they're they're pretty quick at it. If I can, if I can do just the just one string, it doesn't take that long yeah. at all. But you know, probably takes like what, like a half hour to do all six. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure on it. Um, so one question I like to ask everybody. Uh, yeah, I know it's gonna be scary. Uh, you can tell us a funny uh, story from your childhood. Uh. I like to separate. I like to separate from uh, from from them. Let them know that you know, hey, you guys are human, not just musicians. I, yeah. I actually had was thinking about something stupid the other day, and this wasn't like a bad story or anything. Uh, I was walking on a high V recently, mm -hmm. and I don't know what triggered this memory. Maybe because I was at a grocery store when I was like in third grade. I my mom and I were at Joel Osco in Joliet, mm -hmm. and. We heard this woman get on the loudspeaker on the intercom, and you know, like how they try to get, like, oh, attention shoppers, there's a yada yada blah 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 two for one deal at the aisle seventeen, whatever. Yeah. The they this woman got on there and she was given a a, a read for a chicken ad, and you know, some blah 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 jewel chicken, buck buck, <laughs> and like we stopped there and like. You know, it was like this. Did this woman just say "buck buck"? <laughs> she said "buck buck." She said it like a chicken. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, what triggered that recently. But I was just walking. Around, I was like, "Why did that happen?" Like, I think about that every <laughs> once in a while. It's like, why did this woman say "buck buck"? Like, she, I, like I'm sure he didn't have to. Like, I know people have done this at the, the high V's in Columbia. They've never said "buck buck" or yeah. "meow meow" or, you know, "moo moo." Yeah. <laughs> Talking about their beef fries. Yeah, and like yeah. I think I just for some reason I just think I've been thinking about that a lot lately. It's like why did that woman do that? Like I don't like it's just such a dumb memory. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we were dumbfounded and we go back home and we're just like that woman really said buck buck over the intercom at the grocery store. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I oh That's great though. That's good. That's a good story though. Yeah. For sure. Um what kind of equipment do you have with you? Um, I have an Ibanez um, guitar. I actually had upgraded some equipment because I was seeing how I upgraded my strings. Uh -huh. I'll show you some stuff. Oh, All right. Sorry, red pillow. <laughs> well, let's see if I can. This. Yeah, thank you, sir. You got still attached. Yep. So this is my this is my Ibanez. This is my actually the first guitar I ever got. Mm -hmm. um, I've been playing this one, so it's an Ibanez. A E G five E J P B K two Y O one. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah. Course, it just rolls yeah. out the tongue. Um, <laughs> so for the longest time, I was actually using, uh, like I said, I was using Martin strings, mm -hmm. and I found out later I was like, "Well, man, this is a really good sound." And I found out actually, Ibanez has tried to model their guitars after Martin. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you want like a knockoff Martin, allegedly. I don't know if I'm probably like saying the wrong thing. But a couple people have told me this. So I'm like, oh. That's cool. Um, I've upgraded a few things. So here is a tuner. Okay. And I want look at look at this here. Mm -hmm. This broke randomly. Uh, right before I was gonna go to <laughs> play, I think it was right before I was gonna play at dive bar last month, and it just snapped right in half. Nothing happened, but it just snapped. And so I was like, okay, well I need super glue. I was like, oh, I ran, I ran out of super glue. I'm like. Gorilla Glue. They had all that at free advertising last year with the the lady who thought it was hairspray or something. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna use this. And it took forever. It, mainly because there's a, you know, it's, it's just a clamp, so I just kept like pushing against it. Yeah. So I had to like get creative and sit in my fridge. I was like, well, this isn't gonna last me that much longer. So I ended up getting a new. Yeah, I've got new, one. I did. Yeah, new tuner. Yep. And also, this part of it broke off the. The rubber stopper, nope. so... I've got identical to the one you just pulled out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then... Not that I use it or not, but... It, uh, yeah. And then what, what's the... And the other thing that I got... This uh, is my old capo, and the spring started going on this. And I don't know why, but this is just like what was new in the life of Ryan Shiner for music. Spring, spring started going on it, and so I was kind of getting... Sometimes getting a buzzing sound whenever I play, like... Something on... 
Yeah, something. Yep. So I was like, yep. well, I'm upgrading everything, so take this. Yep. Sounds a lot better. Yep. So sure. it's like very small stuff. I'm one of those like people who are paranoid uh, about certain sounds. I don't know why, but it just is. <laughs> so when when you come to a show, uh, do you what all do you bring with you usually? Um. So I have a gig bag that's all ready to go, but the last couple of years I was like, you know, I actually don't really need a a full a full gig bag or whatever. So what I'll do is that you know I bring um, this this stuff, my guitar, a strap, um, picks. Yeah. Um, there will be a I have another uh, a battery holder for my nine volt for mm -hmm. this, and then I'll um, also bring a. Throw in a couple of uh, chords in here, just in case they don't have them at the venue. I've done that before, where you know people just don't have them. Yep. So, just in case, it's uh, one of the benefits of being the solo artist, singer, songwriter, is that you don't need to bring that much. Exactly, exactly. So I, I've done the band thing where you have to haul like eighty pound amps yeah. up a couple flights of stairs, <laughs> and yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, that's no fun at all. Then by the time you get ready to sing, you're all out of breath, and you're like, okay. <laughs> well, just wait. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Well, then it's art. Yeah. Because it's a new yeah. interpretation. That's right. That's right. A little mumble mumble acoustic here going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh. <laughs> what country? What? Who's that country guy who sounded like that? <laughs> no, that was a uh, blues guy, uh, John Lee Hooker. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, John Lee Hooker. Well, go ahead and keep that out for oh. a moment here. Uh, say while you, while you have it out, if you don't mind, go ahead and play us a song, one of one of those songs that you have. Okay, well, I need to tune up and right. stuff like that, so no we're going to keep talking for a little bit. That'll work. Uh, this one's called At Least I Hope So. I saw you and you saw me. actually with my old singer uh christian bone um in early 2010 mm -hmm. uh there was one we were forming blind dogs with confidence that was the name <laughs> the okay. band name i came out with yeah. what was it blind dogs oh, with confidence i thought i thought that's what you said yeah 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 that was, pretty interesting yeah that one was just my uh i saw a dog run into a couch one time and i was telling the story to my cousin and he's like it's like a blind dog with confidence yeah and i'm like Thanks, Clay. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, for sure. Uh, you know, basically that song's just, you know, about wanting, feeling, and longing, mm -hmm. you know. No, then I threw in the hip, we threw in the hippo one just because it was like, how many times can you really say, at least I hope so, in a song? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty short one, though. Makes sense. It works, it works, doesn't it? And I've heard you play that one a few times at shows. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, one of the ones, one of the few ones, like, if I play it, and then, like, I can actually get, like, a few people to sing mm -hmm. along with one of my originals. Yeah. which is nice yeah. to do doesn't always happen yeah so makes sense yeah it does so we wanted to ask you a question here about the uh 
about the cabana. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you ever try any of the shine last year? Yeah, I did. I can't remember <laughs> which ones. I, I know I had the watermelon one. I had the watermelon one with the sugar topper uh -huh. because you guys were taking it like a margarita, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And I went, okay, I get it. I it, wor <laughs> it works. It, that was a, uh, what was that? That was that tamarind, tamarind topper. Yeah, something like that. I think it was tamarind. That's what it was. And it worked really well with it, honestly. It kept kept it pretty nice. Uh, did you try any other flavors other than other than watermelon? I had the one that was available in August. I can't remember which one that was. Might have been lemon. Sure. Yeah. Look like pea? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah, it's, for me it's kind of hard. Like Unless like it's something like, you know. Super Trooper, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think that is what it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying talking about that a lot. The Super Trooper, the Snozberry one. The Snozberries yeah. taste like Snozberries. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So we're yeah we're working on some new flavors right now. Um, got quite a few interesting flavors coming up. So Topher, one of the owners, has a sweet tea flavor that he wants. He wants to go with a sweet tea shine. Be careful with that. I feel like you can drink a lot yeah. of that. that yeah. Because I've had. I remember you was like. Try a shot of this, okay. Let's think I'm feeling it. I'm a big guy. I have strong tolerance. That ain't good. You want another one? I'm gonna hold off for a little bit. Yeah. Do some Bud Light. This stuff's <laughs> pretty wild. Yeah. It is. It's gonna be wild. Um Lucas has one that he wants, uh cherry uh cherry vanilla squirrel. Okay. That'll be good. Uh we're gonna do a new summer one, uh jalapeno peach. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it's gonna be like a hint of jalapeno with mainly like peach cobbler taste. You should like a you should do a, like a general jalapeno one for yeah. like uh, Cinco de Mayo. Well, Cinco de Mayo, we are going to. That's actually the day we are opening up this year. Oh wow! And uh, we'll see what we what we do with that. We're gonna we're gonna interest, introduce a few interesting things there. Um, we're gonna stick Mexican theme basically on that. Uh, we're not gonna have uh, any live music that day. We're gonna run it, you know, through just regular, mm -hmm. you know, speakers or whatever. Um, but as of now anyway um but that's what we're that's what we're kind of pushing for because right after that we've got the benefit okay and that's uh, you know may 6th and 7th is the benefit and that's gonna be huge so that's that's gonna be interesting so saturday and sunday friday saturday friday saturday friday saturday yeah cinco de mayo this year's on the fifth well it's always on the fifth um <laughs> but um yeah thanksgiving's gonna yeah, be on thursday yeah it, it is it is yeah but it's gonna be yeah, it's thursday this year cinco is and so yeah Right after that, we're just going to run right into the benefit, and then everything breaks loose from there. There you go. I mean, and it's gearing up to be interesting. So, uh, are we going to be able to get you back this year? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, of course, I'm always yeah. down to play, yeah. Well, that's good. We, uh, we don't have, surprisingly or not, we are booked already solid for May. Wow. We've got a few dates in June left. And then, um, you know, July's starting to fill up a little bit, but nothing, you know, Massive, but of course, you know, we'll run May to October. Right. So, we're going to be around for a little bit, I'm sure. I, I, you know, I took away Thursday shows this year. To make it nicer for the neighbors, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, well, that and us, you know, we're, you know, with our jobs and with everything, it, it makes it tough. Yeah, plus you guys aren't really, like, making, intentionally making yeah. much money off of yeah. that, so. Ours is, we're, we're more geared towards the musicians to go out mm -hmm. and have their time and for them to chance to make money, you know? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's a lot easier yeah. for everyone. It's just like around here, yeah. a lot of times, because like, when I only, my only day off when I worked was Wednesday, well, a couple years ago, the only day I could play out was Wednesday. Yeah. And then I would get scheduled for shows that would start like after 9 p.m. on Wednesday. And like, you know, well, how come nobody showed up? I'm like, because it's 9 p.m. on a Wednesday, Everybody dude. has to like, work tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has to work tomorrow. Well, we're going to do two Thursdays a month. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep we're going to keep a little bit of it, but we're going to run two Thursdays a month, and we're going to do one Sunday a month. We're going to make Sunday, every one Sunday a month singer-songwriter day. There you go. And oh, that's, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll see you on them a couple of them Sundays. Right. I'm sure of that. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to do that. Anybody wants to come out and play, we're going to make it like a singer-songwriter matinee, mm -hmm. you know, and just Sunday afternoon, get out and... Yeah, I'm surprised not enough people do, like, the Sunday afternoon thing yeah. around here, because, like... Back, you know, back home in Chicagoland area, like, Sundays usually they have, like, early shows for, or somebody used to do, like, a one-man blues show at yeah. a couple bars and things like that. It's like, okay, and start at 2 over by 4 you know, yeah. in the summer when there's no football. Yeah, like, I mean, why not? <laughs> you know, we figure we'll probably run, you know, 1 to 5 or something, mm -hmm. let somebody just, everybody come out and 
do their thing, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, bar will still be open, uh, you know, free entrance for everybody to come into and just let them come in and do singer-songwriter day. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be a good, I think, it, I, I'm willing to bet it'll be a pretty good draw for yeah. that. Uh, you know, you don't see them anywhere. Yeah, it's like, plus, like, Columbia's kind of weird in that there's not, during the summer, I mean, there's not that much to do on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's stuff to do, like, during, like, the year, but I know that when I was in college, I always thought it was weird. It was like, man, there's, like, nothing open on Sunday morning. <laughs> like, I, I want a Bloody Mary. I'm yeah. over. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like most towns good at come out and just roll up the carpets and forget about it. You know, Saturday night, they roll everything up. Well, Missouri used to have that you couldn't sell yeah. alcohol on Sunday roll. I remember that. Because I remember, <laughs> like, I would go to, like, Eastside or something like that, and they have to close early because it was, like, after 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. or after midnight, you couldn't sell. I was like, yeah. oh, that's weird. Well, Sunday, uh, I remember where you couldn't, you weren't allowed to buy any alcohol, period. Wow. Um, that's how uh, kind of shows my age a little bit. Uh, but yeah, um, I remember that very well. And then, then they remember they changed it up to a certain time on Sunday that you could buy it too. It was like two to nine or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was strange. And uh, at least we're not in some counties, you know, further They're south. They're dry counties. Yeah. yeah. That's horrible. That'd be rough. I'd be, I'd be in jail already. So <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. No doubt. Um, so one other question I got here for you, uh, uh, I usually ask everybody, you believe in any conspiracy theories, cryptoids, anything like cryptids, anything like that? I mean, cryptocurrency? Yeah, no, cryptids, uh, like Bigfoot. Uh, um, stuff I mean, like I, that. Okay, so I've, I'll probably get like heat from this, but mm -hmm. I think ghosts are real. Like, okay. I feel like that, you know, I watch, you know, this is going to, I'm going to be a meme when I say this. Yeah, I watch like YouTube videos and <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, like that one was really cool. Or, yeah. you know, like I, or I knew people used to go, go ghost hunting. Like my cousin used to have his own ghost hunting business. Sure. Sure. And, uh, it's actually he, something we're wanting to get into. Yeah. It was, I think he called his, it was like Shiner Paranormal Investigations. It was in like yeah. 2008 or something like that. And like he used to show me. He actually told me he's, uh, 99% of the time, a go anytime somebody thought it was a ghost, it was a tree. Oh. I could see that. I yeah, could see that. It, it's like almost every time because it's always just like a oh I hear this outside my window. They go outside and the branch is just scraping the side of the I house or the window or whatever. And it's like oh that's not exciting. Yeah, ghosts, ghosts though. Yeah, aliens. I feel okay. Aliens have to be real. Yeah, like, I, I don't feel like that's not a conspiracy. Yeah. There's certain yeah. levels that are a conspiracy and certain levels that aren't. Just like with how big the universe is, yeah. I don't see like how we're the only like. <laughs> intelligent life you understand yeah. oh like, absolutely maybe maybe no one's visited or something but just uh, i got i got a theory on that i think they're already here and you know and we probably see them all the time but we may not know it right like the did you know like uh like tom DeLong from mm -hmm. he used to be in blink 182 he threw away his career to hunt aliens yeah yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, he, uh, and actually a couple of the things they can, the Navy, or I think it was like the U.S. Navy, ended up confirming a couple of his videos that he found, I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Well, you saw that they released, uh, just recently, the military released, uh, the alien footages, uh, the Air Force and all Yeah, that was the one that, actually the Tom DeLong one. Yeah, the okay, Blink So yeah. Blink-182 broke it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was excited for a second, but then... But then I realized, I was like, oh, wait, no, it's like, we're, it's moving, the camera's yeah. moving with it. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, this could just be anything, like. Yeah. Trick photography of some sort. There's yeah. something going on. What about Bigfoot? I, I mean, I mean, the Bigfoot conspiracy's been around for, like, what, like, 300 years? Yeah. So have to be, I feel like, the, if Bigfoot existed, that thing has to be dead by now. I swear, I swear to everything holy, that when I was 14, I saw Bigfoot. Well, where are you at? Uh, uh, Southern Missouri. That's the well. He's in the. It's supposed to be the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Well, he he moved or something. <laughs> well, there's this. Uh, I saw a title for a movie that sounded really interesting. So it was supposed to be like a B movie, and mm. I saw it on like Red Letter Media's channel with their. They do a whole best of the worst type deal. Uh -huh. And uh, they had this movie that was called DB Cooper versus uh, Bigfoot. Yeah. And that sounds really interesting, right? Well, then it ends up being a like a like a pseudo gay porn. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's just, like, guys with their shirts off, and they're running around, it's like, oh, man, like, the D.B. Cooper story is, like, really interesting, yeah. you know, that's the one who, like, you know, he j jumped out of a plane, and he requested all the money and stuff, and it was a real thing that happened, yeah. and then it's supposedly he landed in the Pacific Northwest, it's like, oh, you know, if I'm gonna make a movie, that sounds like something I would make it about, like, okay, something absurd like that, like, Bigfoot big probably ate him. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, no. Just, yeah. I'm sure that's what it is, because, you know, he was never found or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. 
Plus, wasn't he, uh, like, the Men in Black? Is, yeah. Isn't that, like, his suit or something? Yeah. It was real strange. I remember seeing that. I think that happened in 74. Did you... Uh, I, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> but, did, yeah. Did you ever watch uh, any of the... Did you ever watch Loki on Disney Plus? Uh-uh. Oh, they had a joke in there where they're going through, like, their lives, uh, him and Thor's lives or something like that. And Owen Wilson is the guy re- replaying the tape. And they found out that Loki was D.B. Cooper. It was like, you were D.B. Cooper? That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> does it make sense? They never found the body. That All this makes sense now. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It does. It does. So you mind playing us one more yeah, while, sure. you're, while you're at it? Yeah. yeah. I can play around. I can might as well, right? a bit. There seem or nothing I can do It's not the same as yesterday Now I'm sitting here all day alone And you never hear me play my song Is there anything that I can do? When I sing this song Will you come to me Will you ride along Is there anything that I can do Was it something that I said Do you really wish it I were dead Why'd you say it would be best To go away with your name My heart just breaks your face I turn away There's nothing I can see What'll happen when I sing this song? Will you come to me when you ride along? Is there anything that I can see? Also, I wrote that one in either December 2009, January 2010. Um, that was one of the first songs that I wrote that I, I felt like didn't suck. <laughs> um, and <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully, I mean, hopefully it still doesn't. But well, there you go, yeah. Um, and basically, it was like, oh, some you know, some girl broke my 17 year old heart or whatever, and so I wrote the first line, and then I just kind of tried to fill in the rest. Um, I didn't realize at the time that it was the four chords of pop, Yeah. but it ended up working that way. So, yeah, that's funny you say that, <laughs> the four chords of pop. Uh, yesterday, me and Lucas were both watching a video on YouTube, but they were talking about the four chords, and you can play almost any song from back in the 70s, 80s off those four songs. Well, um, was it the Axis of Awesome? Yes. So, the what the thing with those the four chords of pop uh, is that it's actually the chord structure, and it's not necessarily the chords themselves. Okay. So, like they started out with, yeah, and I think that was uh, journey. Don't, yeah. don't stop. Yep. Believing. Yeah. Well, it's actually so when you go one, five, six, 
It's just kind of just the idea. Okay, this is this is your one chord, and use your circle of fifths. This is the fifth chord, six, four. Um, so they used a bunch of songs in there that actually weren't in the, the right key okay. for that. So like they had, uh, um, what was it? Closing time. Yeah. That's in G. Yeah. They had uh, when I find myself in that one's in C. Yeah. And so it's, um, one thing I'll say for people who are like starting out and just kind of like trying to put together like how to play guitar, mm -hmm. it's like once you start realizing like those structures, like, oh, I don't necessarily have to play that if I can, if I can change the key of this or if I'm writing something or if you're trying to find out what this cover is, you know, a lot of times I can figure that out when I'm trying to figure out covers. I'm like, okay, what is it? It's like, okay, okay, that one's just one, five, four, you know, yeah. that's, you know, uh. Yep. I can yep. go on and on about about that type of chord progression because I I've actually used that a few times. Um, the was it the Green Day got the Green Day used it for ba technically used it for basket case, but they actually were using it with a pocket bells canon in D, mm -hmm. but just tuned up a half step. Because they actually play right here, but their guitars were tuned down a half step. Yeah, I thought it was pretty convenient when you said four the four chords. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beato. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's this one guy on YouTube, on, he's called uh, Pat Finnerty. Mm -hmm. And every time like he's explaining, like, you know, because, you know, one, four, five, Beato. Yeah. He's like Rick Beato, he does a bunch of music theory. On, he was a producer for, like, Shinedown and a bunch of these big bands. Big bands, yeah. And... Um, it's just kind of like a way to think about it. It's like, oh, okay, well, if I want to learn how to play that song, like, I think the, uh, what was that Rise Against song that just came out? That you got the nowhere generation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an, e just an easy way to kind of think about it and learn. Um, yeah, I, I, if you want, I can keep going on and on oh. about just... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm sure people are interested in it. Yeah, sure. I actually did it um, a couple of times, and I wasn't trying to use it as a crutch or anything. Mm -hmm. It was kind of that's you try to find different ways to play around mm -hmm. with it. I have a Kylo Ren song. Yeah. Um, that's called. I, I made it super emo, so it was like, uh, I'm not Ben anymore, Mom. Call me Kylo, an ode to emo Kylo Ren, mm -hmm. and that one's like. You know, just try to flavor it up, and then I had a go cycle between different chords through that. Because every once in a while, I'll get the scourge one thing and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go, you know, D, A, D, G. I'm like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Well, how many times has that been done? It's like, well, can I do this differently anyway, or do it like slightly differently with the vocal melody, or you know, the, the lyrics, or whatever, and I sound like I'm more impressive than what I am. None of the things I'm doing is impressive. Let's not, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> I'm not trying to do this, oh, I'm so good, whatever, because, you know, no. it's hard to, like, talk about things you're passionate about as a musician without sounding like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to be humble. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is. And though I am humble. Yeah. Trust me. I'm, oh, yeah. Trust me, I'm the most humble, therefore I win. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, believe me, we uh, we've noticed that with uh, with a lot of things. It's hard to be humble at out there. You, I should say, we get humbled a lot out there because right. uh, of everything that goes on in Cabana, and we enjoy it. Yeah, I've actually found out like on the internet, a lot of people don't like it if they realize something they're doing is like wrong for music or mm -hmm. whatever. Like I actually saw there, there's this one viral TikTok of this guy saying, you know, it's really hard to be in a band nowadays because you can't make as much money doing it. And there's, they explained why, you know, because of royalties and, you yeah. know, playing out, you know, there's less venues in general, yep. you know, wanting to do things. There is. And yeah. a bunch of these band guys were like, but I'm in a band and that's cool. And like, trust me on this. Like, don't say it's not cool, dude. Like, we're just saying <laughs> there's a way to like make your, you know, if you want to treat this like a business, which you probably should be, yeah. you know, if you want to make a living out of this and, yeah. you know, it's like, that's kind of a hard truth and people don't want to hear things like that. And yeah. versus like, you know, there's a... On the original video, the lead guitarist from Dragon Force was like, "You're right. It is really hard to tour, and it's really hard to do the funds for this." And he, he kind of did like a quick thing, like, "Oh, Herman Lee said this. I'm gonna listen to that guy because he's done way cooler stuff than I ever have." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, um, 
Was that, what else was I going to... Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, if you have um, somebody come up to you as a beginning, wanting to get into, you know, playing guitar and do everything like that, uh, and, and to play music and to sing music and everything, what would some of the best advice you'd give them? Practice. Lots of Practice. Just get, just get out there. And I'll say, find music that you like that you want to play. Because you'll find out, especially if you have, like, music that you like that's really easy to play it'll make you want to play more. So the first song, one of the first like songs I learned was was Pork and Beans by Weezer. Mm -hmm. That was actually the summer it came out. And I was like, oh, and that, for a while that was hard for me. That, you know, same thing as, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you start noticing all those things, but, you know, if you have like, music that's like easy to play and it's music that you really like, Play the music you really like because you'll want to keep playing. So, like, all the songs that I knew how to play my first year playing guitar were Weezer and they were Green Day. Yeah. And, you know, even though I loved Iron Maiden, I couldn't play Iron Maiden. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Makes and sense. Once I figured out, I was like, oh, like, uh, what's that one? Like, Power Slave. Is Power Slave the one that starts out with the. Yeah. Or no, is that Children of the Damned? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Once you said it, yep. Yep. There you go. Um, that's that's really the biggest device. And then, um, you know, I don't have the best singing voice, but it's come a long way from 2009 when I was initially trying to sing, because I heard a recording of myself in, like, 2010. So I recorded an EP with that band. A lot of the songs from there I still play now. But I my singer was getting... Was he getting his tonsils out or something? Oh, yeah. And so... I was like, oh, well, I'll just do it now, and then we'll put it in. I heard a recording of myself back. I was like, well, like am I tone deaf or something? Like, least, that's horrible. At least you don't sound like Billy Bob Thornton, you know, <laughs> French fried taters or something, you know? I mean. <laughs> and then, well, no, it was back then it was just horrible. And then, like, in around 2013, I was doing a thing for KCLU, and we were testing out, like, mics or whatever. Like, well, Ryan, sing something or whatever. And so I sang something, and they're like, oh, that was really good. I'm like, Really? I heard it back, I'm like, that wasn't terrible, because I can't stress enough, in 2009 it was, <laughs> I was, I couldn't believe, like, how bad <laughs> it was back then, and just at some point, you'll hit a tune, you'll figure it out, okay, I need to go up or down, or just yeah. practice, just practice, 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 I'm not a shredder, because I don't practice shredding, Yeah. yeah. other people who are great online, who are shredders, it's, they're, they're great because they practice like eight hours a day. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's all they practice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. First, I'm just kind of okay at everything. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. There we go. That's perfect. I like, uh, you know, like I like playing bass. I used, when I, yeah, I remember you played bass. When I used to have space for drums, I would do like average drumming. Yeah. I want a shirt that says world's most okayest guitarist. <laughs> Be perfect. Yeah, be perfect one. Yeah, I, I knew you'd played bass because you'd uh, you'd. I think you showed up to an open jam that we had with bass. Didn't yeah, you? I guess a jam yeah. night and yeah. like right before Thanksgiving yeah. or something. Yeah, warm day out of nowhere and yeah, you know, a typical eighty degree day yeah. in November. Yeah, yeah, that was our impromptu open jam night that we just kind of spur of the moment six days prior and we're like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be a decent show. I mean, yeah. We had, I think everybody was tired of being cooped up, you know, from, you know, we, we'd finished in October and then uh, November rolled around and I'm like, we, we saw the warm weather and we're like, let's do this. Yeah. I, I remember at one point it was like me, Jared, and I can't remember who the other guy was. We were taking turns like doing the a solo, like. Brian Forbes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently I had like one too many uh, Blink-182 Blink jerk off songs because <laughs> <laughs> he was like. Hey, uh, can I play now? I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> I actually played that out, um, played that song out at a dive bar, and the theme for the night was we were doing like a song swap thing. With the idea was like, okay, one person sits on one bar stool, the other one does it, and you trade off songs. Yeah. And uh, they wanted Christmas themed songs. They wanted Christmas songs, and so I was like, well, I know how to play a christmas song and i like one of my songs is a general holiday song so i mm -hmm. play it at fourth of july or christmas or whatever and i was like yeah i'll play it so, so i played that one first and i was like well now it's time for happy holidays you bastard by blink 182 and a bunch of people were older mm -hmm. or i guess some people just didn't know what to expect so i play it 
and the guy who put the show on, old, older guy, very nice guy, he was just like, yeah, like, I, <laughs> this is what you're doing, and the bartenders were cracking up, the few people that we had in the crowd were cracking up, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm doing. I thought right the bartender there. was going to die, because she was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Somebody get her something like a good glass. She water. needs a drink. Yeah, <laughs> she needs a drink for sure. Well, right on. Uh, so I understand yeah. uh, that um, you have a little game going on with this podcast. We do, we do. So, and that game is your origin story of your nickname of Sticky. Yeah, of Sticky, the nickname there. So, um, yeah. So what it is, we got the game going. Um, I tell everybody a story. Uh, in every in every series here that we every episode that we do on how I got the nickname Sticky, the winner gets a jar of my own shine of right. my shine. Uh, the first person to get to gets it correctly gets it. So I'll I'll explain to y'all how I did this. So I do want to give a disclaimer real quick. <laughs> he has told me the real story before. I do not remember the real story. Yeah, and uh, and that's what makes us. Great, because yeah. I, can't, I can't remember. I know you probably, think, probably actually told me twice. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to remember that. You won't remember it. 747. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you got? So, um, let's see. You know, I was I was just turned 18. And, uh, you know, what's one of the things that an 18-year-old always wants to think about? They always think of a lot of things, basically. But one thing that I was thinking about was I had to go to an adult toy shop. I wanted to go check it out. Ew. Yeah, I know. I don't know what it was. It was something about an adult store. And so I uh, walked in, and we're, <laughs> we're checking out all kinds of interesting instruments of uh, pleasure. And uh, uh, we came across cherry-flavored lube. And, well, I, I picked it up, and I was like, ooh, what's this smell like? And I squeezed it too hard, and it erupted all over me. So here I am walking around the store, and I'm licking it off of my body and I'm walking up to strangers and I'm like, that's my taste, you know, my taste, I taste like cherries and stuff. Come to find out, lube, when left on too long, makes you a little sticky. So, um, everybody started calling me, you know, sticky from that point on. So there's how I got the story. There's, there's how I got the name. <laughs> Interesting enough, huh? I have a, well, that part of the, part of that story, that one's made up. Um, <laughs> part of that story reminded me of a real thing that happened to me. Uh -huh. He was asking, thanks for your childhood. So this happened when I was like, I don't know, 16, 17. Uh, we were going down, by we, I mean my parents and I, we were going down to visit family in Tennessee and maybe Georgia. Mm -hmm. And so we stopped in E-Town, mm -hmm. Elizabethtown, mm -hmm. Kentucky. You're familiar with it? Very much so, because oh. I, I was stationed in Fort Knox. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a casino there and yeah. everything, and so we stay the night there to kind of break up the trips. And they had a weird rule. It was like, if you're under 18 or under 21, you mm -hmm. couldn't be in a room by yourself. And so yeah. parents were taking turns going. And so, and this is, this is, this first part, honestly, is really funny. So my mom <laughs> leaves into, you know, and she's going to do that, and... Something commercial came on, you know, John 3.16 or whatever. I was like, well, what, what does that even mean? Now I need to preface, I never went to church as a kid. Mm -hmm. I just knew it meant Stone Cold's going to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they had, you know, Gidgen's Bible in there. And so my dad's like, well, you can look it up in there or whatever. And so my mom comes back and says, what the hell? I'm gone for an hour and you find God? Like... <laughs> Yeah. This, this is funny. So then yeah. my dad goes and he's going to go check it. And she's like, well, let's go see if there's a pool or whatever. And you know, go check it out. And so we go check it out. And there's all these people. And, you know, just too proud. We're like, oh, I don't want to stay here. Plus, what didn't look great, too. Yeah. And there was a hillbilly woman. <laughs> no. Walked no, out. Uh, yeah. In a, this bikini with her, uh, I want to say husband. It could have been her kid. She looked she looked quite older, but yeah. And so we're walking to, and this was the way we got down there was two elevators. So he had to go down one elevator. Mm -hmm. The elevator didn't go down far enough. He had to go all the way over into another elevator, come back down. And so 
we're in there, and so the first elevator, this woman comes in there, and she's like, and that, <laughs> and, that and that was not, that was not chlorine, that was male dew, and she looks at me, and goes, here, smell my arm. Now, I didn't make eye contact with this person, I didn't talk to this person, I didn't know who this person was. Now, there, there's a special level of, you know, intimacy you need to have with somebody in order to say, will you smell any part of your body? Yeah. But just, smell my arm! That and, sounds like Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what? And my, my mom leans in. She doesn't smell. She's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, that's male do. And, like, the, the guy with her was very obviously, he, he could read the room and be like, oh, oh man. That's not she's good. Done, she's not done that. And so he goes, uh, he sounded like uh, the the guy from uh, Joe Dirt. No, mm. oh, man. He goes, I don't remember yet. I'm like, what? And he's like, uh, you've been in the boat yet? Uh, no. No. Okay. And so then the, it goes up to that area and then we start like power walking was like, what is, what the hell is this woman going to have a smell next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get there and I go, like, close, 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 close the door. And I was like, how do you know how to do that? I go, I know how an elevator works. I'm 16. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And we had explained that. We told that story to our, to our family in Tennessee and they are just like, it's wild. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of certain parts of Kentucky, Tennessee. That That's kind of. Missouri, the, Illinois. Yeah, Missouri. I mean, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not used to, I mean, I'm used to like, yeah. you know. Fun stuff, you know, fun stuff, just not smell my arm. But that, since I've yeah. had that story in the back of my head, I've kept track. Yeah. I've probably been, probably at least a dozen people since then have, who I don't really know that well have asked me to smell their arm. <laughs> like, I was at, when I was at Mizzou, there was, like, somebody who did the same thing. Was, yeah, smell my arm. Like, I was yeah. like, thinking, smell my arm. Like, it's like, there's, now that you have that story in yeah. the back of your head, yeah. keep track of how many times that somebody asks you to smell They probably arm. will, too. I can see it now. I may have to ask Lucas at work on Monday to smell my arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that mean, why not? You like, know? That's such, isn't that such like a weird thing? To it like, is. Not, yeah. Now that you recognize it, it's like, oh, man, there's well, going to be a lot of people that it, it's, it's like, you know, this. want to taste. You know, <laughs> my lube, you know? I mean, that's the same thing, you know? It kind of goes hand in hand, for sure. Well, anyway... Um, to kind of wrap this up, I want to take a uh, page from Sean Evans' Hot Ones. I don't know if you've seen the show at all. Yeah. Hot Ones. So at the end of it, he he always tells everybody, you know, we've got this camera, this camera, and this camera. Ryan, out there, why don't you tell everybody how to get a hold of you? Okay, well, I'm available on several different platforms on Facebook.com. My personal profile is Facebook.com slash Ryan Shiner. My music page, um, my public music page is Facebook.com slash Ryan Shiner Music. Uh, my TikTok is at RyanShiner9. I'm trying to build up my TikTok days. Yeah, I have, absolutely. I'm on Spotify. If you look up RyanShiner, at least I hope so. My whole EP will show up. I'm also on YouTube, uh, Deezer, Napster, Tidal, Apple Music. Wherever you stream, decide to stream music, I'm probably on there. Um, so please go on there, listen to it. If you like it, add it to your own playlist. That'd be great. Um, and if you don't, I mean, you just... I guess keep scrolling or whatever, but <laughs> well, <laughs> a different world of music. And I also have a CD that I'm going to have coming out relatively soon. I'm going to have that available at shows, hopefully this year. Yeah. Um, there's been weird production issues and things going on. Yeah, imagine that. I yeah. actually tried looking into doing vinyl, and vinyl backup is about eight to nine months. So yes. I'm like, nope, done. Nope, yeah, not doing it. I looked into that just recently about that. Yeah, and it was it was crazy on the backup on it. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, if y'all don't mind, please like and subscribe here on us. Um, you know, our next guests are, uh, I think Lifeline is our next group to perform, uh, to, you know, come out and do the podcast with us. I think we're going to their spot for that. Uh, Ryan, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. We'll see y'all next time.